1: it's simple.
2: yo 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 welcome everybody to as promised our bi-weekly product i hope y'all niggas got paid on this last couple weeks because that's how we giving it to y'all nigga. every pay period now i'm talking about for my (laughs) bi-weekly niggas what's happening with y'all man it is the most high and i'm with my tag team partner ct aka chitty bang what's happening
3: what's up what's up Thank you guys for listening to the Reasonable Wrestling Podcast, the underground of Professional Wrestling Podcast. Um, we here today to talk about war games, but before we get into that, which war games and a whole lot going on these past weeks. but before we get into that, please follow us everywhere on your all your meetings and socialists. Uh, RW Podcast 1 on Twitter is where we're at, on YouTube, Reasonable Wrestling, on uh, IG, I think it's Reasonable
2: Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, it's Reasonable Wrestling Podcast on IG and Facebook. Yeah,
3: all that stuff. Just type in Reasonable Wrestling on your Googles and find us everywhere where you you, you can contact
2: us and follow and subscribe and shit. Yo, man, so as CT said, we are here to talk about War Games, but we're also here to kind of talk about everything that kind of really culminated um, up to that point, Uh, not only in WWE. We got some things, of course, to talk about. The hot topic, if War Games was not uh for last night the hot topic would be um of a- aew they had won the wrestling week um oh, yes. per se uh but we are here on a fresh monday right uh at the war games war games has nothing to do with what we'll see on raw tonight but we're, rec- we're recording before we watch a raw and um over the past two weeks how have you felt about wrestling in general, like both like cutting out what we're about to go see, stopping from where we talked about uh, in two weeks, you had a good Thanksgiving, Uh, you know, so, ha- happy holidays to everybody who hasn't talked to us since then, like since Thanksgiving Survivor Series up till now, what kind of, how, how do you feel about wrestling? Where where, where are you at with it? Uh, bear with us one time, we having some technical difficulties, one moment, everybody. We are via satellite as uh, 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 this week happens. Um, so currently, right now, CT, can I hear you? Can I hear you right now? So one, check one two. Ah, uh, we're down real quick. So I'm gonna have to edit this out. We just said we're the un. Uh, one, actually, we took that tagline out. We used to say we are the unedited. Uh, unfiltered yeah, uh,
1: we're just on the Ah, there you are,
2: okay There we are, there <laughs> <you> are. <laughs> I had to film for like two minutes I felt like
3: dying on the radio <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what just happened man That the, the mic came out or something But I just switched over to a different audio source But yeah, you were asking me how I felt about wrestling The past yep. couple of weeks yep. and, and as you know, I'm always going to be positive um, But I'm not just positive Without reason Like Right now, wrestling is in a space where we're seeing it evolve year after year. And I gotta say, as a wrestling fan, we're getting more wrestling now than we ever have gotten. And now there's more intermingling with wrestling where, I mean, we'll get into that because we see Kenny Omega tomorrow's gonna be on Impact, which is kind of crazy, which you would never think that a major champion from a major promotion that televised will appear on another promotion, tele- televised product. But when you when you ask a fan, hey, would you like to see Kenny Omega on another company? Like, of course, you're gonna say yes. Like, you know, so when these happens like that happening, and then on WWE, um, I see a lot of potential with NXT right now, even though they haven't been, you know, like they, they haven't been at their peak. I, I see a lot of potential coming.
2: back. I'm, I'm glad you said that. See, that's one. That's why I kind of like our conversations. We have a sort of pre production. Before we, we we speak, but we never kind of know exactly into how we're going to get there. So our first topic, we actually going to talk about NXT. But as you guys know, we like to do a lot of uh, uh, topical stuff that's been going on in the timeline. Um, our good buddy, Phil, right? Like my, my guy, Phil, right? He spoke about how NXT is missing something. And you know, he you know, he has, you know, his his um his supporters or whatever the case may be. And I didn't want to be that type of detester because you know how it can get, you know what I mean? So I was like, I'm just gonna save it <laughs> for my pie. <laughs> you know, I ain't got time for that shit, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I have papers to write, nigga. I couldn't write no papers on Twitter, nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. with that being said, do you think, yes, NXT is missing something? Yes. I do feel I do feel like the atmosphere. Um, is something that is missed. I do feel also, too, the move from the network to cable network kind of did something as well because what a lot of people forgot or a lot of people tried to um, compartmentalize with NXT, and I want to get your point on this, niggas thought or because how NXT was presented that it wasn't WWE. WWE. So niggas never really gave WWE their credit for what they were doing with NXT. Now that NXT is kind of groped into what WWE is, now niggas don't want to. NXT has always been, I feel like, what they are. They are just now currently not as secured because it's not so secluded, right? NXT was a very exclusive Uh thing. Like, you, yeah. you had to have a membership. You had to have a, a sign in. You had to watch. You had to not go into spoilers People and shit like that. Like, you
3: were going to the network to watch NXT. Right. And it was a niche crowd, as it kind of still is, but it's a niche crowd of very, very passionate fan base. Um, but as you said, NXT has always been what it is, which is still s- developmental. You know, if you not, you know, and, and, and this is why. I think people fail to realize that, like, hey, there's always going to be this with NXT where there's going to be a transition where people get called up, and there's going to be bare bones left, so you got to build some new people up. And, and we're starting to see that now take shape with the Damian Priest, with the, you know, uh, I see now a lot of stuff going on with, you know, EO looking great. You know, you have uh, Shotzi Blackheart is going to be a mega star down the line. So, like, there's a lot of new people that they're, have a lot of, and we'll get more into it, but there's a lot of that, new new people that have a lot more potential because they have more time now. When you bring them to USA and you say, "Hey, guys, we're gonna put you on there for two hours," but half of the roster are new to this thing, and then half of the people have been in the Indies, you're gonna have some time where it's like, "All right, you know, we're going to figure out this whole thing." And not to mention, AEW has done the same exact thing where they have new people on this on their product that have not necessarily been seasoned and. Um, we get, they get a pass on that, I feel like, sometimes. So, yeah, yeah. We, we and you come on here and tell them, like it is with we, AEW. We're like, all right, these guys got a little bit green. You know, that, that mural match, when he first debuted match was trash with Johnny Zanella and Sunny Kiss. And, like, there were botches all over the place. Um, they're not using mural right at all. Uh, well, I'll get to that, actually. Well, right now, they, <laughs> pivoting on that. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, we got to look at these companies. Uh, I think the NXT, especially, it's uh, always going to have a, 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 a struggle to keep your intrigue. Intrigue when their their talent is going to get poached once they get to the top of the peak. Like they're, once they get to the peak of their excited ex, you know they're over. They're going to get poached.
2: This so is exactly what we talked AEW's about. The, not go that. This is exactly what we talked about the Keith Lee situation, right?
3: Yeah. If anybody, because if he was still in NXT, we wouldn't be saying that probably.
2: But if he was in NXT, and that's the thing too, right? People, I think, and and, I, and I'm not trying to, and 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 if Phil is listening, I doubt if he is. But if Phil is listening, this isn't like a Phil thing. This is also a, a generalization of people who are similar, like mindedness, who doesn't have, who don't have the nuance that I believe me and Phil can have. When you look at WWE and you understand after you watch War Games, you saw the WWE 24. If you saw the WWE 24, you saw Vince how Vince talked to Keith Lee. Hey, buddy, this is a global. Thing here and yeah. I'm not trying to say NXT ain't because those people have made their bones globally around the way but when you are a power of you see what I'm saying like it yeah. ain't you
3: it ain't indies and being globally projected on national television <laughs> on a weekly basis <laughs> around the world not, taking it's not the same closest same
2: so, thing so so Keith reaching his peak at NXT kind of does the same thing of what we're talking about right if he's at the top, and those other guys are there, then what do you do? You know what I mean? Like you got Finn coming back. Oh, we could have had Finn and Keith Lee. Okay, who goes over? You see what I'm saying? Or or, or you know you know uh you know they oh you know you felt how carrying Cross you know was you know they was pitting this beast against a monster. But, you know, we came to realize like, yo, if Karrion Cross is presented to be that guy and Keith Lee goes up and do big things, it works. It, it had the projection to do something, but Karrion got hurt. You know, Finn yeah. then gets the title. Finn gets hurt, right? The tag team, like, it's been a lot of things that kind of knock NXT off of his pedestal that a well, lot of people.
3: Trajectory, they definitely had an idea of where they're going to go with Karrion Kross, so threw it out the window, and an idea where they're going with Finn had to throw that out the window. And that's their main champion. So of course NXT is missing something. They're missing the champion <laughs> of the whole promotion for the past like four months. So like, <laughs> it's been it's been hard for them to catch get any rhythm. You know, but I think that with Finn coming back this week, we're gonna see where he where they take it off with him. Um I don't know where the next challenge is coming from.
2: Carrying but, um, uh carrying carrying soon. Um if you saw the, you know, he made his uh kind of uh it was like a little a little, I'm, 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 I'm getting there, vignette, You yeah. know what I mean? With that being said, um, if Finn was able to carry it for these three to four months without him being hurt, then NXT is not in a position where it is right. Yeah. They had to scramble, <laughs> and a lot, of, and then people was like, "Well, if you took the title off of carrying, why you can't take the title off of Finn?" Nigga, how many tournaments we gonna have? <laughs> Nigga, how many? How many? How many? How Karen,
3: many? T- <laughs> Kennedy had to be out for extended time. Finn had a broken jaw, and they were going to war games, which the title wasn't going to defend, be defended anyways. So they were probably like, "All right, boom," you know, "let's just have Finn hold the title until he comes back." And it depending on the severity of the of the actual injury, so that's probably what they were thinking. Like, you know what? Let's keep it on Finn for now, and and we'll we'll we'll, um, we'll get we'll you know circle back around this next year.
2: Well, speaking of speaking of um, war games, we had war games last night, and um, let's start off with one of the best, um, I would say, all around kind of thought out, different storylines put together matches. Right, um, a lot of this, like when you see with the men, the men is one nigga going what well, one group going after undisputed area or undisputed area going after a group of people. These seem to be really well put together individual feud uh, feuds that kind of resemble what survivor series would be right uh-huh. survivor series were were kind of these teams almost right back in the yeah. day and this was a well put together from, from from that point all the way throughout the match um, Outside of Candace getting hurt, uh, this yeah. was a really, this was a really good match. This was a yep. really, really good match.
3: It was my favorite match of the night. They opened it up hot, and I was, in, I was definitely um, tuned in. These ladies put on a performance, uh, and I, I, gotta say, I gotta hand it to every single one of them. They all had their moments, you know, that really stood out for me, you know, and it makes me feel like NXTs. They said it on a pre-show, but I was like, man, after seeing these women wrestle i like, this is hard to dispute. That NXT women division, once again, is the best division in all of wrestling. And, and,
2: you know, and, and I mean, that's, that's another topic. That's another topical conversation about that. Niggas want, niggas want to give TNA an Impact and Knockout their, their 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 thing. When I'm like, man, y'all ain't watching what we watching. Y'all can't be watching what we watching, man. These are star powers right here at NXT, right? This, yeah, this this this. this WWE women's division as a whole, because again we keep grouping NXT like it's not WWE, nigga. This WWE women's division, top to bottom, from biggest stars Sasha Banks, Charlotte, uh, and and Becky, to the fucking developmental stars of Shashi Blackheart and Tony Storm and and fucking uh 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 Rhea Ripley, that is not a large gap. Between yeah. that talent, looking
3: at the graphic behind you, we see we see Rhea Ripley, Ember Moon, Io Shirai, Shanti Blackheart, Candice LeRae, Tony Stone, Dakota Kai, and Reyna Gonzalez. Believe it or not, I, I can see any one of those women holding the NXT Championship, NXT Women's Championship in the future. Any one of them, and obviously Io already has it. They're all valid contenders, um, and I think that Io, once he drops it, should be called up. Honestly, Io's in my top five of wrestlers, period, in the world. Io always do it. No matter what she's doing, always living. I, I think it took her like maybe a couple of to get her feet wet when she first started, but she's really found her 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 vibe now. Like whatever her pocket where she belongs, and she holds that title. The with, switch,
2: uh, nigga. The, yeah, the switch. switch. When she ain't fucking coming out here trying to be a pirate or whatever fuck her gimmick was before. <laughs> nigga, that
3: was Kyrie. Okay, but yeah, she came out just being the genius of the sky tag team with Kyrie. You know she all doing the moon sauce, not hitting it privately. Cut that. See give me, you me the pop, Give me
2: the poppy interest, nigga, and the black yeah. leather, nigga, and
3: we there, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, poppy, man. Uh, but yeah, yo, she found that like gear that she goes to where she's being all. You know she she's she's that she's that girl. You know she's that girl. And when she gets called up, I hope she we should get to see her. i we got to see Rhea last year, which I don't mind seeing Rhea again get called up, but I would rather Rhea stay in NXT and call up. Eo, if I was if I was doing it, but yeah, getting back to the match, we saw Eo dive off the you know war games cage with the trash can. I thought she was gonna do a moonsault on that joint, but uh, that dive was pretty pretty cool. <laughs> um, and the, they just put on a hell of a show, so that was my favorite match of the night, honestly. Uh, I, that, I, was, I, I mean, think that I, was, that was a
2: that was a great match. Like I said, Candace got hurt. Did you like the finish? Uh, so do you think Gonzalez is going to be Eo's Challenger, how do you feel about that going forward?
3: The finish was surprising. I'm gonna be quite honest. Uh I did not expect Raina Gonzalez to pin the Eel. That's probably the last combination of a finish that I probably would have thought the most unlikely person to pin the champion. Now, Raina Gonzalez, I said it to you um off camera, off off the podcast, but I see a lot of potential in her. Um when she first debuted in WWE, the Million Classic, she had, like, this Tex-Mex gimmick that would yeah, just Yeah,
2: yeah, I said she was right. out here looking like Peso Peso out
3: here. You feel <laughs> yeah. me? Sure? Yeah, you know? Um, and I think she's now, along with Dakota Kai, has a certain kind of presence about her. Um, that. And then when I see her work, too, I'm like, oh, she can go. You know, so I see her as she already has a size, you know? She can talk and she can work. She definitely has all the tools to be a uh, uh, at least a B-plus player. Who could be a champion one day? I think what
2: people really undervalue is when we look at NXT, like you say, like it is de- developmental. Like, yeah, nigga, this is the G League. You feel me? Uh-huh. Like, okay, if we get a couple ballers in the G League, guess what them niggas going to? The NBA. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you feel me? With that being said, uh, Rita Gonzalez is a perfect example of that developmental happening in WWE. She came out uh-huh. as a, a, a Mex text. Now this nigga is like a a a, a dominatrix, do, you know. Uh, <laughs> I call her I call her a female Diesel. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I like, saying, well, that,
3: she's yeah.
2: a she's a great body figure heater, I guess as they call them in the business. That um, you know, uh, or 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 or, or, or a protector that works well for a smaller heel in Dakota Kai. Um well, what while, they
3: did with her and Rhea back a couple months ago, they had a great match. Oh, and, so, and seeing her with EO uh, in this match. And putting her through a freaking ladder was pretty, pretty fucking dope to see the finish. So I liked the finish. and it just was unexpected to me. So I'm
2: not. I, don't, I didn't hate it. All, all eight of these women have developed their characters in NXT to where I'm not an I'm I'm a novice fan, right? Right? I think I'm using that correctly. Where I'm not out here searching where niggas was at before. Like you know what I mean? Like I know women was out here wrestling and Shimmer and stuff like that. But what I'm telling you is I wasn't watching. You feel me? Yeah. so you can
3: look at them objectively.
2: Exactly. So with that being said, those women have honed their craft enough to where they can come to WWE, as we saw with the Keith Lee 24, right? Like, you can hone your craft on those indies, but when you get here, we are developing a fucking... On
3: the bottom up again.
2: It, it doesn't, So it doesn't even... It doesn't matter who you yeah. were there. You know what I mean? So all eight of these women have went through character changes to where they all matter from this developmental fucking uh, arena and I think that's tremendous to NXT I think that's a tremendous ode to NXT that like you say you saw eight women seven of them are not champion but seven of them have the potential to where you can see them as champion you don't really that's see great. that you don't see that anywhere else you can't even tell yeah. that with the men you can't even you uh, can't even tell me seven men who can yeah. challenge
3: for the title. Not in NXT, and even not even on the main roster, maybe some, so you be honest, you know? Uh, so I got to hand it to the ladies, uh, and it makes me very excited for the future, because when some of these girls get called up, and they get to tie it up with the, the Charlottes and Beckys and Sasha's and Bayleys, uh and Bianca, and, you know, all of them on our main roster who are already, like, we see that they are stars, you know, like, I just, I can't wait to see a Shotzi versus Sasha Banks match, or a Shotzi versus Bianca, We I mean... It's gonna be really great to see women's division evolve, and I want to see it actually an evolution pay-per-view again. Like that's what I want to see again. WWE sign up for that uh, evolution pay-per-view. It was not the first time; it, it worked. I mean, you, you can't just do it because Ronda and Nikki Bella are not here. Like you can't not do it because you don't have those ladies here. Let's put these girls in a place where they can show that they can hold on a show of their that, own. That's every what it. Year.
2: That's what it feels like. It feels like that they, they can't do anything without the approval uh, or without the. Um, a rival of them, in a sense.
0: Yeah,
3: it, it's it, it's it's sad, but I think that they've got to put some respect in these girls' names. They, they went out there and showed out. Uh, shout out to Candice LeRae, and I hope you uh, heal fast, because that's tough to break your arm in a War Games match, but um, uh, get well soon. Um,
2: with that being said, the ne- I mean, we have a couple results. Um, You know, we had the Thatcher and, uh, and uh, awesome. Tommaso match. How did you how did you feel about that match? Um,
3: it was what it was, you know. It, you know what I looked at it like was Tomaso is in a space right now. He's in a space right now where he's working with younger talent, uh, and he's trying to you know get it might be through to teach him how to perform on the main stage. It might be to you know get them to used to performing at, uh, on a, on a takeover or whatever. But I need to see Tomaso go to that gear where he's going after Goldie again once eventually. And I think that this Thatcher match was cool. It was physical. And but it was it was what it was, you know, it was a match. And it wasn't a supremely standout match for me. Mm-hmm. But it was a physical match that I expected from Thatcher and Tommaso. And Tomaso got the victory, which I expected as well.
2: See I did I, I expected Tommaso not to get the victory for the simple fact that Thatcher just lost to Kashida. So, with that being said... Koshida beat both of them. So, now with Tommaso winning... Is Tommaso like the rectifier of NXT? You know what I mean? Is he the undertaker of NXT... Where he's the locker room leader? You know what I mean? Pretty much.
3: It seems like it. Because... If you look at Tommaso... No matter what he does... He has a presence about him. He has intrigue. People are interested in seeing him... Every single time he's there. You know? So, whatever Tommaso's doing is going to get some kind of notoriety. And when you have a guy like that who doesn't need to be at the top for him to be noticed or to be like, the, you know, he'd be like, oh, this is what Tomaso do. Like, then I think he's a little bit, he's like a step higher than Johnny for me. I think that Tomaso the way he performs, the way he portrays his character, he doesn't need a championship title to make him relevant all the time. He can be around other guys and be relevant through his just demeanor. Um, and if he's helping people out like, you know, he worked with um what's that young cat's name? Um that just won a match on NXT. Jake Atlas. Me, Jake Atlas, yeah. He worked with him. Now he worked with Thatcher, he worked with uh a Velveteen from a little while and Kushida. Um but I I personally would like to see him go after Gold Goldie eventually. I'm not sure when they're gonna go with that, but even if um you know, him and Finn link it up, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I, I that's that's where I'm Take it because right now they have him in like all pattern, which is cool. I
2: think he needs to be. This wasn't.
3: This, this was a, Yeah, he he could be, but this was just a hot shot match. Like this wasn't even a match until the last NXT before it went War Games. They just kind of just threw up this angle where you know him and Thatcher had beef.
2: I think. I think. So with that being said, I don't think Tommaso. If you if you're gonna say Tommaso is if you're gonna say Tommaso is um you know great being with younger talent and ushering them in and he's a great mind for the business. And you know, kind of what Triple Eight, um, I'm sorry, what Randy's talking about, where you slow down the match, where you work it, where mm-hmm. if if Tommaso's that, Tommaso doesn't need to be in a title pitcher. Um, uh-huh. I think, uh, to to me, um, if you're going to have in there, Carrion choked that nigga out. He put that nigga out. You <laughs> feel me? So Tommaso don't I want...
3: I still needs that. He needs, He still needs to get that receipt. You know, from Tommaso. So if he choked him out and kind of squashed him. Tommaso needs to get that, you know, get that receipt back. So I mean, he like like you said, he's in a holding pattern right now, and, and it doesn't it doesn't. Like I said, he can be, and I don't think that it's gonna harm him to, let's say, link up with uh, Damian Priest or link up with, you know, anybody else, you know, uh, down there, or maybe with the what's his name the. the dexter Loomis and all that stuff if he's linking it with those guys i don't mind seeing those angles as long as they tell it right but i um am a fan of Tommaso. i believe that what he's gonna get when he when he when when he's at his best is when he's going after goldie and i'm not sure when that will happen down the line but i don't think we need it right now necessarily but we want to get him in in a trajectory where he works with some of these cats and then goes after the title again whether he wins it or not is what it is but uh, Tommaso's too, he's so good that I feel like we're waiting on that as fans for him to be in the title pitcher again. Cause it's like, cause it seems kind of weird that he's just wrestling random guys, you know, but, um, and, and the way that things ended with him and, and, and carrying across, it kind of just like, just took him down to the bottom of the run. But, um, we'll see, we'll see where things go with Tomaso. He won the match. I mean, Kushida wasn't even all the hit review. So I wonder what they're doing with him. So it's like NXT right now is kind of in flux. We're trying to figure out what we got here with the man, especially. Um, And we'll see where they go with it, you know?
0: New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. You spoke
2: of Dexter Loomis. Um, He had a strap match with uh, Cameron Grimes. You know, I'm not necessarily a fan of Cameron Grimes, so I didn't So I ain't even, I ain't even, you know what I mean. I ain't gonna disrespect that, homie, but I'm gonna let you know it wasn't You already disrespected
3: him, man. You put a clip up and everything. <laughs> like, yeah. No, nah, but um, the match it was a match too. Like you know, Dexter won, and that's more of like an angle where I see that Cameron grinds his his um his entry, like his specialty is his. He knows whose character it is. He know, I, I got a hand it to camera. he knows exactly who his character is, and he portrays it very well, and yes, when he gets to the main roster, he probably will be fighting for the 24-7 championship, but at least he knows where he's at, and he's not a bad performer either, like, so, um, when it came to the strap match, it was cool and everything, but I was done with this angle back at how we had it. Exactly, so how we, exactly, yeah, I, was,
2: I was, I was, I was, exactly, that's where I'm at with it, I don't care how good of a match it was. How brutal it was, or anything like that. It had no animosity to it, or anything after Halloween Havoc. So you telling me y'all niggas fought a whole forty-five <laughs> days after? Man? Nah, bro. Get and they already
3: here. had like a blindfold match before. I was like, all right, on NXT. So, I was so like, many hey, gimmicks, so
2: many gimmick matches.
3: Yeah, I would have rather seen would link up with somebody rather than that match personally. But uh, hey, hey, it is what it is, you know.
2: Now, outside of that, that was the last, right? It was a four-match card, correct? Uh, the the last match outside now of
3: that. You're, mm-hmm, now you're missing the NXT North American Championship. Yes,
2: match. I'm so sorry. So uh-huh. sorry for disrespecting Leon Ruff. But again, Johnny Gargano has the belt, so who gives a fuck?
3: No, I got to talk about this match. I do. Okay. Uh, I do got to give props to uh, Damian Priest. He, he, he showed out in that match. Like, honestly, he seems like a guy who when he gets to the main roster he's going to be a big big star i feel like that he's gotten a, he's got his confidence now he's like he's like in a place where he's confident when everything he does his moves his mannerisms his his you know his energy when he's out there he's he's pumped up you know so he's having fun out there it seems like and um, even though he didn't win the match i just want to give him a shout out and a little bit of a character spotlight um and Leon Roth, yeah, he, he, he showed out too. Like, he got a freaking razor edge through <laughs> the barricade, which is pretty, uh, uh you know, a pr- pretty big bump that he took. That was pretty cool. Um, there were some moments in that match. They, they had a really good match. Honestly, it was a good triple threat. That was, yeah, that was, it was it was a good show all around, but that was a, definitely a match that I tuned into and was not disappointed with. And then Johnny won with the assistance of all his ghost figures and um, and Eric, which is... Austin Austin Theory came through. So he's now alive with Austin Theory, Kenneth LeRae, and that New Zealand girl. I forget her name.
2: India Harwell?
3: Yeah. Is India? she New Zealand? I think so. But yeah, her.
2: Um that's 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 my thing, man. Um with this match. <sighs> with this match, it was hard for me even to like not necessarily muster up the uh, awareness or the care for it because these are three great performers. I don't want to take away from Leon. Leon I remember Leon was on that Evolve show and I think he tagged with AR Fox or something like that. And we we're like, yo, who is this little ass nigga? <laughs> you feel me? Like and I'm a little nigga my damn so I can have the jurisdiction of calling another nigga little because I can identify with the little nigga. You feel me? So uh-huh. when I saw Leon, I'm like, oh, shout out to homie holding it down, black. And uh-huh. he representing the vertically challenged niggas out here, fam. <laughs> so, like, I'm whole I'm, I'm, and when he won, we was like, oh, nigga, this is like some novelty yeah. shit. But he held it for some time. He was able to take the belt to his, you know, take the title to his parents' house and shit like that. Right. You know what I mean? He, he proposed with that motherfucker, you know what I mean? So, and like...
3: It was a dream come true for yeah. him. And it was a great underdog story, but that's what it was. It was an underdog story. They told the story, and now it's over. I wonder where they're going to go with him. I probably, maybe the Cruiserweight division. But I want to hand it to him. Like, he had me on the edge of my seat in that match as well. Like, when he hit that frog splash after Damien Priest hit him with the Choke slam and threw Johnny Gargano in the ring, and he just immediately hit him with the frost blast. Damien had to run in and you know break up the count. There was a lot of moments in that match where I was like, "All right, all right, where is this going to go?" And when I'm on the catch scene where I'm like, "All right, I don't know who's going to win." I think I think the guys in the ring did their job because I didn't know. I really didn't know until Johnny pulled it off. So um, I know we thought that Leon wasn't going to get it. We didn't know who was going to get it though. But you know Johnny ended up getting the victory. And I think all in all, the entire angle was really good, honestly. The entire angle from beginning to end with Leon winning it, so Johnny getting it back, they they did a great angle. Um, a lot of people thought <laughs> they were saying that, why does this angle seem like it's a um, a uh, 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 my player storyline from <laughs> WWE today? <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> uh, but that, yeah. that uh, and it might, it, you, you can say that because he is the underdog. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I want to give props to all those men, and I thought that was a good match as well. Um, but, yeah, we can move on to the main event
1: now.
3: Uh, the main event that we had
2: was, and then we won't be here too, too long, because I really necessarily also didn't care for this match as well. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? It was You don't care for shit. <laughs> we, I mean, let's, if we're being honest here, which we typically have to be, <laughs> listen. No,
3: no, if you're reading Oz here, this War Games match has no stakes.
2: Exactly. So it was just... And also, I don't know how this team, Pat McAfee, came to be a fucking team, nigga. Listen, listen. This ain't back in the day where you got Dusty Rose and Magnum TA and Sting and shit like that coming together to beat the four horsemen. You feel me? This ain't even a band of dismantled doubles, WCW niggas getting together with Diamond Dallas Page and and Bret Hart and whatever and a fight to go against W uh, NWO. This the how the fuck did Pat McAfee come from Barstool? Come from ESPN and just be like, "Yo, Pete, come from the UK." Yo, Danny and 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 Oni. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like
3: you know what it was. What the fuck is this? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. Well, if you were watching if you were watching NXT, you would know how it happened. Pretty much, he paid the guys off, but. Keeping it real with with just the way they booked it. He was a punter. That nigga ain't had no money. That's neither here nor there. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> nigga, you act like he made some Andrew Luck
2: money. He a hundred million dollar player. Nigga, he paid them off. Nigga, he was a that's, punter.
3: That's the story they told. Like I'm not gonna go too deep with it as far as his his cash. But I will say this: they had to put something together for war games for undisputed error, and they missed on Rich Holland being a part of this because he got injured, another injury. So, like, NXT has been trying to piece things together. So giving him a pass on that because Rich Holland would have been, like, a huge threat for Undisputed Era. He would have been the looming guy who took out Undisputed Era that, you know, ended the Undisputed Era. Rich Holland would have been that dude. And then this would have made a little bit more sense because you had this big dude that that's now came in to destroy this legendary group. He got injured against these two guys, Only Larkin and Danny Burch, <laughs> and um, it just didn't pan out. So they had to piece things together. With that being said, it was a really good match. I, and, I, and like what I got, what I gotta say about undisputed is that they work so well together. These four men, and they've been doing this since ROH. We all know, but they work so well together. Like they had certain moments where they were doing, like I say, they work, they work in tandem, like in a, in such a way that is. Uh, Unique to how I see other tag teams or other groups or whoever work to work And it might be just because of the chemistry they've known for each other for years But they had a moment at the end of the match where They had I think Pete Dunne and Danny Burch and only working like I guess the cage And they were just hitting them with like combo punch kick You know uh, elbow like it's just mad shit It was just dope you know And um, Pat McAfee you know he's he's just an, an obnoxious prick
2: Bruh, an you know, obnoxious prick that hit a beautiful, I'm going to the way real quick, hit a beautiful fucking swanton off the top of the cage, you see what I'm saying? Like, yes. Pat paid his dues, and he didn't necessarily get his ass up like niggas would have in the attitude era for niggas that coming in, And but he did enough. He took some uh-huh. bumps, nigga. He, 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 he did. He, he, he took
3: some bumps. Yeah, he did. He did, he did a swanton off the top um everybody's going crazy about pat McAfee, and i with that being said i want to give him props uh, i don't believe that i want to see him anymore <laughs> per se i guess i'm done with the pat McAfee thing unless he's managing somebody that's like and i don't want to manage anybody on his team i want to managing somebody else that can't talk i believe that pete only they should do their own thing but I will, actually, I would ideally, I would like Pete to turn on Pat McAfee just to see him, you know, take him out, you know, completely. Cause Pete give him that little bit of an edge, and just take out somebody who he's been working with just to just for the hell of it. Um, but yeah, I'm done with the Pat McAfee thing. I would think that undefeated are got a victory. That you know, after all this, the story they've been telling with Pat, it kind of culminates it, and now they're back on. I didn't, I will say back on top, but they're back. At, you know, to doing their undisputed thing and those war games. You know, that's their match. That's their. That's their. That's their staple. Like we'll I said, this war game was not as good as last year's war game, which I thought was probably the best war games I've seen so far. And I just want to hand it to WWE for bringing back this concept and bringing, making it an NXT exclusive concept, which I think is a genius idea. I was not one of the fans who watched war games when it was in WCW, so when they brought it here, I was like, all right, I wonder what this is, and I really am excited. Every year now when they say, well, okay. I, I really do want to like, all right, bet. I'm, I'm tuning in for this. I'm excited to see what, what they're going to do this year and who's going to be part of it. Next year, uh, I, you know, we'll see where I go with it, obviously. But I would say use this match to showcase younger talent. That and they, they didn't do it this year. I want them to showcase people that like, and they were trying to do it with Rich Holland, obviously letting go. But you want to make sure that somebody gets a shine, shining moment from these epic encounters, and somebody new that we don't know, them, you know, that we haven't really seen elevate, you know. Well, I, would, I, would, I will, I will,
2: I will break. I will say this: for niggas to be, for it to be an undisputed match, you got to be a main player, right? For 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 so. You I think they to... could be
3: tagged with some main players, but they gotta have at least one nigga that's like coming in there. That's that's why I like the women. The woman match they they bring young like even last year's women war games. They had people in there that you wouldn't expect, and they went out there and showed out, so that you had more um, respect for them after the match. What, what do you
2: mean wouldn't expect? Last year the women was the same. I'm I'm not saying okay. Last year was the very first women's war games period. So with that being said the women creating their feud to make it a war games matter, right? That that played a part of it. What, and so new stars were going to be made, period, because women being in that yeah. environment was going to be crazy. Men, on the other hand, right, um, it has to be somebody like, like a Ricochet, right? Ricochet is a new guy in their new system who has some cachet that they want to build on. So hey nigga, go up there and do your 630. You know what I mean? Like that is yours moment. But I don't know if you give that moment to Cameron Grimes because Cameron Grimes hasn't done nothing to be in war games, if that makes any sense. Like, right? if or like even right now, like Pat this this like you say, this this didn't have stakes. This Pat McAfee team, Pete Dunn only working those ain't new stars, but these were their first times in award War games. Game. That didn't do nothing for me. You see what I'm saying? If it was four niggas coming to make a name for themselves, right? Like uh-huh. if you like that, that's where I get what you're saying. If it's
3: challenge, that's your, you know, something like that. Exa-
2: exactly. Yeah. But these are also established people. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that is where I will want to see the 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 the, the kind of dilution of, of, of that.
3: I feel it. All right. And we'll see where they take it. Um, speaking of, um, before we get, the, the build to um, Oregon is pretty good. I, I, speaking of the build, I think that I want to give props real quickly. Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne, they had a hell of a ladder match uh, two weeks ago. And then also last Shots. Last week. Last week? Last week?
2: Yeah, was it last uh, week? It, like, it was I like, think, It was, I
3: think this was two weeks ago. And then last week it was uh, Shotzi and... Um, with Shotzi uh, and Reyna Gonzalez, who okay. also had a great performance. You know, so uh, they have been putting on some really stellar matches on NXT with people saying there's something missing. Uh, if, you're, if you're looking, there are some really good stuff happening at NXT if you're really paying attention. Let's just, talk it, about,
2: let's, I mean, when you talk about paying attention, we go going to talk about what niggas been paying attention to, right? You know why <laughs> niggas not paying attention to us? We spent 35 minutes talking about NXT. Right? All right, niggas not, niggas not, niggas not paying that much attention. to No, 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 not, I'm not right. us, nigga. But, I'm not talking. About, but I'm, but talking about, not. They, I'm talking. Hey, I'm talking. That's what I'm saying. We spend 35 minutes on something that we say is interesting, which is what this podcast is for. But when you talk about uh, 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 niggas thinking. Right, niggas saying how they were niggas gonna get mad at NXT relying on Pat McAfee being in this match and happy for 61 year old Sting signing a multi year contract with AEW. Stop
3: it, stop it, stop it. Let people have their moment, man. Let people have their moment. People been clamoring for Sting to have another match. Not me, but I will say this: there is no there here. There is no way you can sit here. And act like the signing of Sting is nothing. Now, granted, I'm no—I'm not saying that I want to see Sting wrestle five years more. I don't want to see that. But if you—if you—if if you put Sting on one television show and you release one T-shirt and it sells more than every T-shirt that you ever had in your company in one night, then they're doing something right. You gotta be honest. Like when it comes to the business of having a star like Sting, a legendary star. On your TV screen, it legitimizes your TV show. So let's
2: let's go into business and logic real quick, right? So uh, and 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 I'm gonna let you go ahead and finish up your point with NXT. You you wanted to give a shout out to them, move doing big there things. A couple
3: other things, but you know, let's move on. We just talked about war games. You guys probably don't even remember what happened prior, so let's go. <laughs> no, I mean AEW. the the
2: thing the thing that I wanted to bring up though was that over the course of what AEW has done with Winners Coming to what War Games has done, right? The build-up to both of these things happening both on Wednesday. They have both been mad. And then at the end of those culminations, we're left with what happens next, not in necessarily a full, wholehearted, good way, right? You got- I
3: disagree. I okay. disagree. I, I don't okay. think that it was mad for either one. Um, if I, I just feel like, it depends on what you're looking for. You know, put it that way. And, and I think that if we were on a, at a place where you expected there to be an NXT Championship match on War Games, then maybe yeah, it would be met for you. If you expected that, hey, you know, AEW should. I mean, I don't. I don't know what you expect from Winter's Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Honestly, to me, was one of their best shows of the entire year. Honestly, I feel like they had a pace to the show where there was things that mattered throughout the show. Me, I always say, if you give me three things that matter during that show. You Had a good show, and three things happened that matter. You know, earlier in that match, we were talking about the ring that I mean, earlier in the night, we, we were talking about the ring that MJF has. You know, right. what are they gonna do with that? They had a battle royale, um, we had Orange Cassidy pull up a victory. Uh, Rick, Rick, speaking of Miro, he had a really good showing in that, uh, and so did Wardlow, which they JR loves that, like JR. Man, be sucking that niggas dick every week. Oh, you're going to be a future AEW champion. We get it. little big. He's strong. He, he, he's a good athlete. Great. But with Orange Cassidy versus MJF next week, it puts some importance on that ring. They didn't just forget about it. And I guess we're getting at the end of the year. But, hey, here we are. Then you have, um, uh, which I cannot fucking stand, the inner circle, man. They just got to end this shit. Hopefully, we're getting the culmination of that next, next week. Or they're going to have some kind of summit. What I don't like about the Inner Circle is that it has no real purpose. The Inner Circle, what it is, literally is is like a charade of shit for the fans to just be excited about that has no reason to be excited for. Like, Just Mm -hmm. think about it. You have a group, and um, there's a match for one of your best stars to get into the group. For what? What is the purpose of the Inner Circle? Like, like, what is the purpose of this group just to be goofy and just do, you know, musicals and shit? I don't get it. So hopefully we're getting the culmination of that next week, whatever. what happens with Chris Jarrett and MJF. Now, moving on to Sting. Sting comes back, gives the rub to Darby Allen, and he's in the same ring. Uh, Darryl Allen's in the same ring with Sting, and we get that... Shot that image of them facing face to face. That's more valuable to Darby than the championship he won. Did us at this point right now because we're looking at him as like the future thing. <laughs> Just from that image, you know, of like the, the the new reincarnation of that energy of like this dark, you know, paint face painted dude. Which we can see that hey, he's giving him a little bit of a rub. So when it comes to thing... We gotta look at it from the standpoint and not disrespect the legacy of this man. And uh, not that I wanna see him wrestle for five years, but we gotta look at it like he is a legacy act.
2: Okay, my I'm gonna do the same thing I do with WWE, nigga. Like, AEW's no different, right? You sign the Novelty Act to be that. I'm not, I'm not discredit. Okay, and that's the point that aggravates me, right? Because a lot of people, when you speak of something you dislike, it's as if I told you not to like it. You know what I mean? And my thing is, is that I'm not going to discredit what Sting means, A, to that company, B, to that network, and C... To the people that he will impact within that locker room by his mere presence of being there. I want to go ahead because we do take the humanizing part of wrestling and put it in there. But Mm -hmm. as far as a presentation goes, Sting showing up popped the hell out of people to where they lost their fucking minds. Okay? Sing Sting back. And then all of a sudden, oh, WWE did him wrong. Like, his fucking back didn't snap like some Pringles, my (laughs) nigga. You feel me? Like, the nigga, you feel me? Like, oh, he was one and two in his matches coming back to WWE. And somehow, WWE did him wrong because they didn't listen to him when he first came in. If that's the gripe you want to hold, my nigga... Or if that's the stuff that's out there in the dirt sheets that you don't want to put it into, that means then you're not... like. So with that being said, Sting goes to the competitor, competitor right? He goes to AEW. And with that being said, he now shifts the... Does he move the needle?
3: No. Um, okay. I think that Sting, what he does is he... Okay. Um, maintains the needle, per, per se. I think okay. that he is going to come there and he's going to ha- you know have a speak. He's going to speak this week on AEW. And um, I don't think people are saying, hey, I'm not watching AEW, but I'm tuning in to see what Sting does. I do think that people that are excited for Sting are already watching AEW, personally. I think that they're already watching AEW. Now, maybe there's a couple of fans, but there's not a big demographic that's like, oh, man, I'm missing out. You know? Like I, mean, Sting. Yeah. I feel like that he... I feel like with AEW and their, their way they're using the managers and all that stuff, I, I, I had a bit of a problem with it. But when I look at the people they have, Will Hobbs, you got, you know, Brian Cage, you got, um, uh, you know. Uh, Ricky Stark, What's his name? Uh, Ricky Starks. And then you have, um, you know, Jake the Snake with Lance Archer. These guys do need to know how to perform on a television show. Which these legends have done, so I like that they're with paired up with people. So whereas this tutelage can be done backstage, but sometimes you need them with you in the ring to really get that tutelage and get get that aura on screen to pro- to provide that, you know, um, reinforcement when you pair somebody with the manager. So I've gotten to a place where I'm like, okay, I can see why they're doing this, but it has to have legs. It has to have some sub- substance. When you do it, so with the Darby Allen Sting thing, I don't need Sting to be his manager or something, but somewhat of a mentor that looks out for the guy every now and then, I think would.
2: Why does Sting come? That's huh? my that's my point, right?
3: We'll find out. On no, no, okay. I, I know why he, he came, came to AW. Came I, us I to know why I,
2: I day know day. why he came to AW. Why did he come? Darby, Dustin, Cody against Team Taz. Mm.
3: You know what I would have done, and I thought about this too, bro. I would have saved the Sting debut for next year. I would have been like the first, uh, the
2: uh, the first call, co- the first AEW pay per view. You bring Sting in because what this does now. Is set unreasonable expectations for <laughs> what and how you use him going forward, and we've seen that it takes them some time to figure out what they want to do and how they want to do things with people. Yeah, which they
3: just kind of just threw them out there. And and, and me, I want to take more time with it. I'm not sure. Maybe they already have a plan. I can't say because we haven't seen it. yet. I'm gonna give, give them their You know, gonna wait to see what happens. Mm-hmm. But if you have a group, let's bring it back to the inner circle. If you have a group like inner circle which is your top heel group or whatever, where you're giving a lot of camera time. You're giving a lot of camera time to Inner Circle. But this group is fighting with themselves. Like, what the fuck are you doing with this group that's going to get over some of these other baby faces? Like, what the fuck are you doing? It should have been where Will Hobbs, Team Taz, was doing with Cody and them. That should have been the Inner Circle jumping them on the first uh, AEW show of 2021. And that's when Sting comes back and then Sting dismantles the, the inner circle because he's a legendary uh, guy who puts together Darby Allen with Cody Rhodes. And then they bring in somebody else, you know, and they say, you know what, we're going to go after the inner circle. And if we beat you guys, it's done. That's where you that's where you make the, the, the debut of this guy matter. And what the problem I have with AEW is is that a lot of things they do is short-sighted. And I don't like that. Because you can do all this goofy shit where you have Chris Jericho pretty much jerking off and- Having fun with his his, his buddies, but what? How's this building anybody in their inner circle or on the rest of your roster? You have Jungle boys sitting there with Luchasaurus not doing dick squat, and you could have been building this guy for the past couple of months. Where you over here doing musicals with MJF and Chris Jericho? If you're gonna have this this group have that much camera time, they need to be a force to get some of these other guys over, and not just the guys in the group. And I don't think it's even doing that. So I think Sting would have been a great foil. To then take them down because you have a former AW champion in that group, and it means like, all right, he's this group has been running a ram shot, you know, on the roster since since Kashurko lost the title, and then he arrives and they cut, they put a kibosh on that shit, and they end it, you know, that's what I would have done because it makes sense at, with what you have and where you're going, you know, but um, we're gonna have to wait and see, you know, I'm not gonna, sh- I-, I think that the AW fans are easy to please. Um, and me and you are not that me and you look a little bit more deeper into things where it's not just like, Oh, we're going to see a face on TV and be like, Oh, that was awesome. You know, yes, things there, but how are you going to use it? How are you going to make it matter? How are you going to make it stick around and say, all right, this is going to actually improve the quality of your television show and improve the careers of the wrestlers you have on your television show.
2: Uh, speaking of Will Hobbs and, um, you know, that guy is a beast. I know he's in our notes. Uh-huh. Uh, You know what I mean? But, you know, Will Hobbs and Team Taz, that fits. That yeah, fits.
3: Yeah. That I like fits him well. down them. I, I was wondering why they turned him heel. But, yeah, him, Taz, uh, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, it fits. And I feel like Will Hobbs is meant to be a heel. You know, when I see it, when I saw him last week and the presence, he now had, you get
2: my drift, right? You get my uh-huh. drift, you know yeah, what I mean? He, yeah,
3: he he's meant to be a heel. He he came across as a pretty big, you know, force, you know. Now, I'm not going to say he should be AEW champion like you did 2 weeks ago. Uh, but Why not? Definitely, I'm not cuz he's cuz no one really knows him yet. He needs a little bit more. He needs a little more time. I mean, I, I love him too. I know he's black, and I and I want him to be champion one day too. But he needs one more time before he just goes after the AEW championship. You you said last week John Moxie should should lose to him for the championship, and I'm like that's just way too fast for me. Because once you put the title on him, are people tuning into AEW to see Will Hobbs rather than John Moxie, who's been you know who's a known figure? I don't think so. I think that you keep it on somebody who at least. You know, has that who's been around and he's very new. So um I mean now, well, one I, day I do see him as champion. don't get me wrong.
2: I like, I was, I would say you put it on him when you're surrounding him with a guy like Taz. Taz is a more known commodity than John Moxley is. Right? No he's not. No you yes, not. Yes, come on. Yes stop, yes, it. He, stop yes, he, it. Yes he Yes he is. Nigga. Oh my
3: god, are we gonna really do this? John Moxley. Oh, TT. his career in WWE plus his his career that he has currently. In AEW and holding New Japan Championship, you gotta tell him that. Tell me that Taz is no known, more known commodity. In wrestling, yes.
2: In wrestling, yes, nigga, yes. In wrestling, my point of it being, nigga,
3: he's on Total Demons and everything. Like this, just just from name name recognition and face. John Moxley's bigger than
2: Wayne Name bigger than recognition, Taz. nobody knows who the fuck John Moxley is. They know Dean Ambrose, nigga. They don't know who the fuck John Moxley is. Like so what yeah, I'm like talking it. about for wrestling, right? You're talking about wrestling if people tuning in to see John Moxley that shit. Is people tuning in to see yeah ja- <laughs> Moxley? Is niggas tuning in to fucking see that on yeah. day, <laughs> nigga? How about that? Who's a bigger commodity? John
3: Moxley <laughs> or Taz, nigga? Please. And see what people say. My Ooh. thing
2: is, my thing is, when that FTW championship came about, it was a big thing until Taz put it on a nigga named Brian Cage, nigga. I mean, because. Just up subject. Um,
1: this has
2: nothing to do with No, 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 Brian no, Cage. no. This does. This does. Listen, what I'm telling you is, the FTW championship, when it was Brian Cage and Moxley, Taz didn't carry that feud, but I turned the channel. The C test. That was that. That's why I'm speaking for me. I turned as a commodity, nigga. As an EC. As a as a. Beat me if you can. Survive if I let you, nigga. That's a big ass come I don't know what you're talking
3: about, nigga. <laughs> I, I can't with you, man. I I, I I cannot with this take. This is blasphemous to me. But okay, I'm gonna let you have it. It's your opinion. You
2: can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Outside of AEW, you were speaking about um the stuff that kind of happened over the past two weeks. Wait, that one you want
3: with AEW before you wrap it up. I just um. Want to give a shout out to Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. That's what I was just about to say.
2: You was going. To, I was just going to say with AEW with the past two weeks, you was talking about uh, uh, the stuff that I let up, right? We talked about Sting, Cobb, oh, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. The stuff that, we, no, my my not, the stuff that we, the stuff that we, the stuff that I didn't want to miss before we moved on. You got here, you Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, and the um, the the tag team championships. So that's the I mean, the tag teams, of the, the 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 growth of the, the, the reemergence of the tag team wrestling in AEW.
3: They have the acclaim as a tag team. They got Flight, top team Flight, uh, top Flight. I think, um, and they're all black, you know. And then you got, you know, you got a lot of other tag teams. They're bringing back TH2. Uh, and got, got private
2: party there too, still.
3: Um, and I believe the Young Bucks um, should be holding the titles right now. I think that that's where FTR still still there as well. But I believe that. We're gonna see the tag team division pick pick up a little bit more steam because they have some new tag teams coming into the mix that I believe have some have some um, you know their tag there. division
2: and their women division both to what you were going to speak about are growing expeditiously and well and that is due to also um, the ability to kind of th- right Thunder Rosa. Isn't an AW property, right? That was that was the NWA champion. But to be able to do that, to be able to 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 have that type of um, reach, outreach, and and partnership, as people want to talk about now, which we'll roll into, right? They are able to then bulk up that women's division because that women's division um, wasn't necessarily doing a lot. But like you said, you got the know Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker are stars for the simple fact that. Brick Breaker is the character, Thunder Rose is the worker, and that is fucking a great mesh of people.
3: Yeah, they're stars, and what I mean by stars is that they're stars in the making. They're not stars yet. Yeah, for sure, yes. For for AEW, if they keep those girls on the roster, and if you let them go and let them actually perform and and put some storyline around them, they have all the tools to make their women's division really robust and they don't, they don't need to work with each other necessarily all the time, but they can get other people over with what they have. Thunder Rosa, her char- she has character too, and she has like a fire to her that I believe is missing from that division. Speaking of, the women's champion, Hikaru Shida, is now afraid of Abaddon, and she's like scared of her, and they're doing this angle where she's kind of scared. Now, that would be a great angle if she didn't hold the championship. I don't ever like the champion, Looking weak or scared. I don't like that shit. Man or woman. If you're a champion right now in any company and they have you going out there saying, oh, I don't want to fight somebody or like, oh, I got to get, I got to run, that's not it. You know, so a Carl Sheeta has built up her resume over this time for a year to do the fuck shit with her. I'm not feeling it per se. So we'll see where that goes. But I wanted to give a shout out, like you said, to the Thunder Rosa and because I feel like either one of those girls should be AEW Women's Champion down the line. Now, with that. I was gonna say, not, go, go, ahead,
2: go, go, ahead, ahead, go ahead, go
3: ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say real quick that Miss Carja, um, is she going to wrestle?
2: I don't give a fuck. My <laughs> point,
3: what I like, I don't, I don't. No, care. Real quick, real quick, I, mean, I have a point to say, because we've been talking about AEW and representation, and that's why. Because you, we, we last year we were saying the same thing with AEW about to get more people of color. Look behind you. There's two people of color. Ricky Starks, we got Taz. I'm not sure what he is—probably Italian or something. But um, he's Mike (laughs) Tarico. You (laughs) know, we got uh, the claim. You got Top Flight. You got Miss Carajo. they brought more people of color into their into their their, the organization, and I want to give them props for that, real quick, because we've asked for that, and now we're getting it. Now we got to see how they develop. Um, But the women's division can grow. The tag division is about to grow. Um, and and you're going on to say something. No, no, no. What I was
2: going to say was over the past two weeks, um, AEW has been that show to where I have tuned in first on Wednesdays, right? Um, because outside of when when NXT wasn't a part of um, when NXT wasn't a part of uh, a Survivor Series, we knew they were going into War Games, but we also knew that War Games was a little shaky as to far like right NXT puts solid pay-per-views together right which is fine where well, they're known for their great storytelling so right now they're not in great storytelling mode so with that being said I have a little bit of flexibility to venture off AEW has done well over these past two weeks to grab my attention and to hold it right mm-hmm. Um, one of the big things and that's why I was about to say to roll on to what you was about to say the divisions that they have have nothing but upside when it comes to the partnership that they're working with with TNA because I feel like Impact does have a better women's division we will be able to highlight some of those the 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 attributes that the women that AEW has and also that tag division between uh Impact and AEW all is that shit going to slap you got the uh-huh. north. You yeah. got the uh, you got the north. You got the good brothers. Um, you do have uh, at the time it was right. I would have loved to have seen Rascals and Bucks before they had went out. Yeah, but I like seen it,
3: Rascals like, and FTR. Oh, like oh my right. God. So, and so but, but there there yeah.
2: are, there are some things that can really be done. Um, you know, so the past I wanted to talk about. You know, the past two weeks they did well. Uh, going forward, uh, these next two weeks, right? Because this is Monday. Uh, we won't be speaking probably until let's see when when, when is us uh, two weeks the 20th right before Christmas right yeah. so right before Christmas will be the next time we speak so with that being said um, they have I won't say a lot of work to do but they do have a lot of work to maintain that's one thing yeah. I wanted to so let's roll into the the, the uh, second part of our business and logic as we uh, as we're here on the show. Man, we've been an hour. It didn't even feel like an hour, but it's an hour. It's crazy. Um, yeah. went down and everything. And nigga, it, it's like <laughs> the 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 partnership, right? A AE, What happened on Wednesday? If you haven't seen it, which you should have, Kenny Omega beat John Moxley. He is the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion, and he won it with the assistance of Don Callis. And if people do not know who Don Callis is, Don Callis is a, a intricate part and TNA, Impact. Uh, Kenny Omega's uh, one of good friends. And uh, constructually, they have plotted to where Kenny Omega screwed over AEW, right, in a screw job. And we are going to have Kenny Omega on Impact due to a great working relationship between those two companies. How do you feel about partnerships in wrestling? I
3: love it, man. I love it. This is the future, man. This is the future of wrestling. If we can get to see Kenny Omega pull up and, you know, fight RVD, you know, in a one-off match, then that's awesome. Like, I mean, come on. Like, we are in a place with wrestling. As a fan, you cannot complain when you're saying that you want to see matches. Now, granted, we want to see title matches. That means something. That's storytelling, which we always want. But if you're saying one-off matches between company and company – or invasion angles or something like that. That's awesome because we don't because we because we the exclusivity of of rosters has always been a thing where we've been kind of like having dream matches in our head growing up we're like oh what if uh, Sting and Undertaker were like you know fighting and all that stuff and we can now actually advance wrestling to a to a new place where we can get those matches for our for our current rosters that we have now. So if we get to to a point where uh, you have. You know the rrh's and the new japan's you know exchanging talent and then we get to a point where WWE is just like hey you know maybe we can start exchanging talent it's going to make us win after all that you know now i heard that uh, triple h was saying that he's not opposed to it but they, they only they, they speak in terms of long-term plans with wwe so it's not like just three months they can do a match and then it's over He's talking about ten years. If the if the partnership works out for them, that they benefits them for ten years, then they'll think about it. You know, and the only way I can see that working is if AEW takes their ass off of Wednesdays.
2: Uh, I don't necessarily not even that. My thing, my, one of my big things is that, listen, I'm gonna work with you if you're not my competitor, right? Like it's it a lot of like a lot of people kind of did like the undertones of what Triple H was saying. It's like nigga, like it. You can come. Fuck with us if you recognize what we're bringing to the table. You see what I'm saying? The only thing y'all niggas is bringing is great athletes. Well, we got them too. You know what I mean? Like, So we necessarily ain't really got to do business with you. Unless don't. it's going yeah. to make sense. You see what I'm saying? Like, And with that, I think a lot of these two... The two companies we're speaking of right now, Impact and AEW, I don't feel like they are in, within the ability... To kind of and, and WWE to an extent to an extent, let's let's talk about this, humble themselves, right? WWE uh-huh. knows that they're the big dog. You see what I'm saying? They are the Disney. That does not mean that AEW and TNA can't be a Cartoon Network and a Nickelodeon. But what that does mean is that you ain't got no Nickelodeon Plus. You ain't uh-huh. got no Cartoon Network Network. You see what I'm saying? Like you have to subsidize yourself. Because you aren't as big of a brand as we are. You see what I'm saying? Uh And when you want to work with the big brand, you have to take more than you are giving, if that makes sense. And I don't necessarily think that wrestling companies, especially with wrestling promoters, with the egos that they have, are necessarily willing, including Vince, are willing to go ahead and take that and put that in the backseat for WWE to get that. Let's go back to what I
3: said. Like The ability... For them to think long term, ten years, and them saying, "Hey, if you move your ch- show to a different night, that helps them long term." But not only that, if they can get their talent on AEW to a point where, let's say they keep the title on, a, let's say they keep the title on Kenny Omega for like a year plus, and Kenny Omega has star matches, after star matches, you just great matches, after great matches, Kenny Omega can build a resume. To where he's a commodity enough to where WWE's like, all right, if we if we build a match between him and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, that's going to sell, or that or him and. You're you're
2: pretty much talking about and And that helps
3: them out. Whatever.
2: Yeah, I was about to say you're simply talking back to the future, nigga. You're like Kenny Omega was this person in 2016, 20 I'm sorry, 2018. He built up the
3: not on television. I mean, like he hasn't. That like now, when you're on television in WWE and I mean, in the states, I believe that Kenny Omega has to build a resume to where he's on the Daily Show or where he's on, you know, the the Tonight Show and where he can be like a real star beyond wrestling and transcend to then WWE to be like, you know what, hmm. you know, when, when Kenny's refused to come and he's not, he's not leaving that contract, or you know, whoever gonna- the star is. Maybe he's not Kenny. Maybe somebody else, but. If they build somebody up to where they're a a megastar, where they're like, listen, if we put this person in the ring with Roman at WrestleMania, we're going to sell out that arena. We're going to sell out and we're going to, you know, have the network buys go up. If they get to a point where they can do that, then yeah, that makes sense. That takes AEW
2: time, though. Yeah,
3: that takes
2: time. So with with that being said, Trips is like, it could happen, but these niggas got to maintain first right because nah. WWE doing a partnership with Impact does nothing when Impact is fucking revolving owners and TV networks and and Uh-oh. shit like yeah. that and they talent going to come to fucking WWE anyway Anyways. you know what i mean yeah. like so it makes no sense for that right and we also saw the talent relation between Ring of Honor and New Japan when a nigga has a hot commodity when we talk about commodities right the bullet club was a commodity of americans that was taken to new japan Right? New Japan profited heavy off that and then sent those Americans back to America to see if they can cross pollinate that population. ROH was left with shit. And then New Japan was left with shit. So when it comes to those people, when those partnerships, you also have to talk about the equity of your company, right? Like, I cannot put in the hands of the Young Bucks to be fucking. To, to, you know what I mean? To not think that they shit don't stink, to where I can't get a Bucks versus Uso match because these niggas are quote unquote self-made. You see what I'm saying? So, and and with that being said, I think, like I said, it's it's gonna take, it's gonna take the they wanted to change the business, they are doing so. I think changing the business and change changed the, with the D the business is going to be what is going to be. Uh, the factor of WWE working with partnerships. I think once they go from changing the business to change the business, WWE would then take that into consideration. Yeah.
3: And, and- and that will be something they're going to they need to do with more partnerships with you know these indies, and if we start to see a, a, a trend where people don't want to go to WWE, they want to stick in the indies longer, they want to make money with AEW, they want to go you know to with their friends in Impact and like you know it's more fun for me. If that, if that if that becomes a trend where it's like hey I'm making more money outside of WWE and I don't want to go to WWE, then it helps WWE long term to then work with these companies you know so. That's what we would have to see, too. That's another option where we start to see, like, man, we have our NXT's kind of depleted. We're trying to find guys that you know the Arnold Classic. We're trying to find guys, you know, former college athletes. But we need some real, you know, independent wrestlers, and we're not getting that tap. We're not tapping into that. So because um, no one's coming here, and they're making more money on the indies with AEW and Impact and New Japan are going all over the place. Either we raise our money and offer them more money or we start
2: to work with them, and we start to then poach some of their talent. Or you kind of still be what WWE is, and you see what Keith Lee had. He had an opportunity to go to New Japan, or he had an opportunity to go to WWE. WWE canceled that nigga three times. WWE canceled that nigga three times. And listen, that nigga still went back to WWE. Why? Because WWE is WWE. So when you right. have that cachet, you have y- your shit don't stink.
3: Yeah, eventually <laughs> that's where you're probably gonna end up, but it depends. You know how people. Um, it, it, it's gonna take certain stars that to, to race to a megastar level and say fuck WWE and start and, and really stick to that shit for the rest of their career. For like, if if Kenny Omega ends up being the sting of our era, where he just never goes to WWE, now. That could start a trend where people are like, hey, you know, I don't want to go WWE either. I don't. I'll stick with AEW. I'll stick with Impact. And obviously, there will always be those wrestlers who always want to. That's the goal, and they're gonna go. But you know, we'll see. You know, you just gotta. We just gotta give it some time. And and the fact that he said that, there, that that's a possibility, even I thought was surprising. So um, there's room for it to happen one day. And I, and I and I'm excited because it puts wrestling in a really good position for us fans to say, hey, man. It's a poss- You're saying there's a chance that, you know, we'll get the, you know, Kenny Omega, Seth Rollins match that I've been asking for for years. You know, I want to see them in an Iron Man match. But um, yeah, I think that this would be uh, the, the evolution of the business as a whole. And WWE is going to have to. I already talked about it before. WWE is going to have to change the business model next decade. I'm not sure how it's going to happen, but there's going to be shifts made and uh whether that's with healthcare care and it might be also because hey you know we're gonna be a little bit more opening our to our borders and working with some other companies uh they already started with evolve you know so we'll see where they go with that
2: man speaking of evolve there are a lot of evolve people on the main roster right now we go from you know we spoke of previously key free who's an evolve champion Matt mm-hmm. Riddle, who's the champion. Drew McIntyre is about...
3: Shotzi, I mean, so you know,
2: so when you talk about that... Get on the
3: roster, though.
2: So with that being said, you you have the ability to, again, you know, take what you've learned. And my thing is, too, if WWE is going to be doing what they're doing and giving those indie companies their props as to kind of being the homegrown of these people like hey we acknowledge you know these guys from there and we'll put their footage on the WWE network but hey these guys are here now you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. like listen you can always have an affiliate to your college right if you want a heisman you want a heisman nigga but when you win a super bowl it kind of supersedes the heisman you know what i mean so for these niggas to be on a collegiate right. level in the in the in the in the indies you know what I mean, and and earn their fame to where they can get to the fucking NFL. You can't be mad. You can't be mad at that. You can't be you mad can't, at that. You can't, can't be mad can't at, that. at all. Um, can't. um, going going forward with what, like I say, um, with Raw, um, which is tonight, we're gonna see more of. Uh, we got the notes here of the Randy and Embrace stuff. Shout out to my my brother CT with the Bray White from last Christmas. You know what I mean. So we're going to get more of that tonight. So, you know, I'm not kind of really going to speak too, too much on it over the past two weeks. But we do know that Randy and Bray um, are entrenched into um, the extension of what they feud was a couple years ago, which I'm very excited to kind of maybe be able if they're able to tell a story. I know it's kind of looks lazily done right now, but Mm -hmm. I'm not again, I'm not going to kill it too much for one because I'm not really involved in what's going on right now, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, wa- I'm watching it, but I'm wa- I'm just watching it. You know what yeah, I mean? So-
3: yeah. Okay. Whatever they give me, they give me. Um, and I feel you on it because I'm kind of the same way with comes to this angle. But I like what they're giving us because I'm looking at it as this is clearly the secondary feud on their show. Um, it's not the main feud, but they're gonna give me. They're gonna, for me to say, oh man, they did. A, they did what they got. I got what I needed from this feud. They're gonna to have to give me a little bit more now. Their little interaction last week, I thought was a, was a start. Um, whatever they do at at TLC, um, I just hope that that they give Bray the rub and that he goes over Randy um, because I do not want to see Randy pull out another victory over some guy who he shouldn't be beating. I'm sorry, he shouldn't have be Drew. He shouldn't be Bray back in WrestleMania. Um, but we'll see what happens going forward. And we'll see where that takes us. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do tonight. So I'm not going to talk too much about it. we'll let it play out. Um, but on Raw, for, for talking about Raw, um, this Drew and Sheamus angle, I'm liking it. They're the slow build with that. I really do like that they are taking these two guys who a year ago you wouldn't be like, I want to see Drew and Sheamus. Ah, for and, real. Uh,
0: New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.
3: You know, um, and link up. And whether that's a Royal Rumble angle or whether that's a WrestleMania angle, I was telling you um, off camera that, off the mic, that like, yo, this is a perfect WrestleMania angle for these two guys who have history that you can tell, and they don't need to even have a title involved. For them to have WrestleMania angle going forward, you know. So if he turns on him sometime between now and WrestleMania, um, I know you're thinking that would probably be a Royal Rumble uh, match or I would two. Like I
2: said, I would like for that to be a Royal. If it's if, I would like that the most. Steven would have is for the title, right? Okay. Them two without a title, um, that means Sheamus caused Drew the title, or either Drew lost the title and right? Right. I think I love the the dynamic. Of a baby facing the heel being friends, and then of course you know the heel is going to you know turn on them. So with that being said, I I do think that if it's going to work at its most peak hot, you know sculching your tongue shit, I do think it'll be a Royal Rumble feud after Drew gets them with the TLC match with AJ. I do think that.
3: Um, I want you. I want to ask your opinion on something and just take a second to think about this. We have the Miz with the money and big championship, I mean, money and big pre-face, would you have him go over and win the championship, or would you have him not win it at all, or, or like, you know, just lose? No, Miz
2: I think Miz will win the title. Um, All right. In the fashion of how he does it, I'm not sure. And I think maybe this might be possibly how we get Drew and, um, you know, possibly how we get Drew and Sheamus. Maybe, you know, Sheamus is helping Drew out or whatever case may be and accidentally takes him out and, you know, Miz is able to get the contract and then we get the. So, you know, we have some, but I do think Miz works best cashing in and he's deemed as the new ultimate opportunist. I think that works for Miz. I like
3: that. I like that. And I think the Miz, I think this is going to be a good run for him. I think that it's about time that he gets put back in the main event picture, and I'm, I'm I'll be happy for him when he does win it. You um, see where it, if things go with him and uh Morrison after that, because I don't I don't see him giving Morrison a shot. I think
2: the, him the him best more. thing is for Morrison to turn babyface and feel and and for him to know that Miz has always shut him out, so we can get cool Morrison back. We can get a couple of those move sets. And then
3: he can move the fuck on out the ah, way. Ah, yes, indeed, because that's he does have a lot of he's a, he has a baby face move Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, moving on, um, we are on Raw getting Ali versus Ricochet. We talked about that a couple weeks ago about maybe we can get that for the United States Championship. If Ali got the title, but we're still getting the, the feud, and it's a it's a C level feud. Retribution and Ricochet. Ricochet did not join the hurt business, and then he did not join Retribution, and he's getting beat up for it every week now. But um, I do think this is an opportunity for these guys to show what they got um, and see where they can elevate. One of these two will be elevated from this, um, but I think that uh, it should be Ali. No, <laughs> it's, it's
2: going to be Ricochet just for the simple fact that the upside for him is, is better. Um, Retribution. Uh, I, I really, again, I don't care. I know it doesn't have legs. If it did, they would have positioned it a little bit better that yeah. they wouldn't to make a nigga Slapjack, you know, just off top, like, you know what I mean? So, like, you feel me? So, with that being said, yeah. I do feel like that the Ricochet will come out on top. Ricochet will be seen as a baby, and Ricochet will be in the conversation of you don't know if he's going to win the Rumble because I think he's going to get hot from this retribution.
3: Okay, all right. That's
2: that's, 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 that's um, my thing with Ricky Rico. All
3: right, moving right along on Raw, I had a little bit of quite a bit of notes for Raw because I was watching it uh, when it, watching it live last week. Um, Riddle is doing pretty great. I mean, we we love Riddle, obviously. Shout out to Riddle, our you know our first superstar on the Wrestling Podcast. Um, I believe that the best thing for Riddle though is. Like he has this nickname kind of gimmick where he's like just kind of like just kind of goofing off with people. We need to see his mean streak. And what I mean by that is Riddle's in his essence, in his nature, is an MMA badass who talks shit. Now, if they give him this comedic gimmick, I'm just afraid that it can run the risk of him being stuck as a, you know, just a funny guy, you know. And I I don't now granted, I don't think that's going to happen. But for me, I know that for you, you've been laughing and, and you enjoyed all the Riddle uh, moments in the ring uh, on the mic. I haven't. I'm going to be quite honest. I, I don't like Riddle as a jokester. Me, personally. it doesn't, It's not funny to me. Well, what but is a ston-
2: what is a stoner?
3: I get it. I get it. He's a stoner. And, and you can go that route and you can do that and you can be funny. And I get you're getting some character out of him right now, more than they did on SmackDown, more character from him, and you're getting more – um, you know, people who, to get to know him and, and laugh and joke. The kids probably love him because he's making all these jokes and whatnot. But eventually, for him to be a legitimate contender for a world championship, which I do believe he will be one day, he's going to have to switch a switch gear. You know, and we said this about, who did we say this about before? We said this about. So well, somebody we said this about before, but, but he could have
2: to switch, switch a gear to be we more. We said this about Big data. E, nigga, and Big E's on par to being what we think is a world champion. I, 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 I with, with with what we're talking about, we have it here in the notes. I, you know, we spoke about it, Riddle. I think Riddle, you say you, he is getting that chance, right? We're talking about Monday. Today's Monday. Last week he got attacked. As you say that, he got attacked by Bobby Lashley, who is also. A badass in his own right, you know what I mean. So when you put a badass versus a badass, I can guarantee you, Riddle ain't getting no jokes off tonight. You see what uh, I'm saying? <laughs> and, and with that being said, we got what we asked for by us, quote unquote, letting the movie play out. You know what I mean? I, 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 no, granted, I'm
3: gonna let the movie play out. I'm just giving my take on Riddle. No, for the past sure. Weeks, right? And I don't believe. That we might not see him just be goofing off today. We might see him just do the same thing. Now I hope not, but I'm, what I'm saying is long term. I know there's a gear that Riddle can go to that is way. Did
2: that hurt Booker T? Huh? Did that hurt Booker T?
3: Um, Booker T and Matt Riddle just no, no. When Booker, when no Booker, T, Booker T's because here's the thing. Booker T's comedic stuff is better than Matt Riddle's comedic stuff. So, it works for me. Now, granted, maybe for you, like, hey, this... This This nigga was king
2: Booker And getting his ass whipped in a grocery store. And he was the second black WCW champion in fucking history, nigga. You want to say it worked better?
3: Yes, it did. Okay, Okay, cool. What do you think Matt... What has Matt done... What, 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 just call Broly and, and make all these nicknames? What
2: the fuck? Like, that's great. That's all, I'm, no. nigga, all I'm saying is, is he to he's charity? a white weed smoker and they're white writers. He's placating to white funny people. This ain't for us, right? This ain't for us. This ain't white comedy, nigga. This is fucking, I mean, this ain't black comedy. This is motherfucking Jason Sudeikis. You know what I mean? And Jason Sudeikis Ain't all that funny. Okay? That was so good.
3: <laughs> all right. Moving along. Um, I'm sorry, but I don't remember the guy's name, but AJ, that big dude. Um, I don't like the fact that they just paired these guys together and AJ didn't even know his name and he just started to talk. It kind of made me feel like, all right, there was no plan. They just put this guy with AJ one day and just to go out there. I thought that if they're gonna be putting him with a, with the heater with the with the with the ultimate muscle. There should be some reason behind it. That's all. And especially if you're taking him to the main event to face Drew McIntyre. There should be some reasoning behind this, uni- this Listen, union. Listen,
2: I hear you only until I watch. I'm a keep referencing WWE 24. Keith Lee won the double championship. Keith Lee dropped the titles. And then Keith Lee got a call and say, hey, you're going to be on Raw. And that nigga said, huh? You know what I mean? So, literally, like, so, so when you say they should have a plan, the big, tall motherfucker not talking anyway, you know what I mean? So it ain't necessary. you, know, you ain't got a bad no plan for him, really.
3: But my whole thing was not even a plan for him, like, going with his career. I'm saying, like, you paired him with AJ for, like, three weeks with this guy not talking, and then he starts talking, and AJ's like, what? Well, I didn't know you talked. Like, what kind of, what, so how'd they get paired? The agent just said, "Hey, you come here," and he's followed. and that's not what I wanted. These like this black dude should never follow AJ just because he said come and just back me up, you know? Like he, he all right.
2: Wait, so the on. British niggas can do it? Wait, the British niggas can do it because the white guy said, but the black guy can't do it because the white guy said?
3: What British nigga?
2: Pat McAfee literally came here and said, hey, I got cash. Come follow me. And Pete Dunn was like, okay, I'm the bruiserweight. I'll come if follow said, you. If you said, pay this
3: guy, then absolutely. If they were doing this whole, like, uh, raw underground and AJ comes like, oh, hey, you're, you know, let me actually talk to you for a second. I got some money. He said he didn't even know he talked. He didn't <laughs> even know the nigga talked. So <laughs> he didn't even get an agreement. <laughs> so, like, you know what? I'm going to move on. It just makes no sense. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, man. And then, yeah, that's, that's it. AJ versus Drew. We'll see how that goes down. Drew's definitely taking that victory at TLC. So if that's, if that's um, I don't know what kind of match it's going to be, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it um, just to see these two guys from Impact wake up again.
2: Oh, man. Yo, speaking of uh, quote-unquote Impact, let's talk about the lack thereof that SmackDown has been giving us as we wrap this show up, right? Um, SmackDown, me Young has been placed in the fridge. That shit is so cold right now, nigga. That shit, bro, ain't nothing about SmackDown moving or shaking for me, man. All right. And that's that's what I wanted to leave it at. that. I know we got some notes, <laughs> nigga. But the notes really say no <laughs> respect I
3: really, it's just like, hey, Biggie's there still. K. L. Roman are gonna fight Bianca and Bailey. Are gonna fight, and Bianca and Sasha had to reach troops. You know, tribute to the troops. They uh, honestly, um, SmackDown needs to step it up a notch this week. All I'm gonna say is, KO and Roman should have a good match at TLC in a TLC match. Um, we know Roman's gonna win that, but KO's gonna do something crazy probably, um, and I'm gonna see it. KO has um, to
2: beat the shit out of Roman. That's my only request. Okay. My only request is that this is these are my two my two takeaways from SmackDown, and my two takeaways from SmackDown is. I love Bianca and Bailey. Period. I don't give a fuck if it's backstage, I don't give a fuck if it's at uh 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 talking smack, if it's uh, uh at the announce table, if it's in the ring, Bailey and Bianca is gold. Uh-uh, ah, <laughs> ding dong. Oh my god, it's so funny. Nigga, <laughs> I, that that and then Kevin Owens after he beat the shit out of Jey Uso, I said it's go time, niggas. So I've been that. That is what I. That's what I want to see. I want to see Roman and Kevin beat the shit out of each other, and then I want to see Bailey use her cachet to springboard Bianca. That's that. That's that. That's, that. that's, that's, like that. that's like that. Those um, are my two takeaways. And
3: that's yeah, that's perfect. Honestly, I mean, Bianca Bailey. Bailey. Uh, Bianca goes over Bailey. She's immediately contender. Wins the Royal Rumble, and you know she's like, "All right, Sasha, well, it was good." You know, and we just saw her with Sasha in the same ring up to meet the troops. I, w- I saw their entrance. I saw them together. Goosebumps. And it
2: just, it Black was, girl. Just Bla- Hashtag BGM nigga. Hashtag Black girl magic. Black magic. Girl magic. Look, yeah. It was
3: um. Yes, it, they 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 look good. They look great. Um. So Biggie Yes, new entrance.
2: Let's 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 wrap on Biggie. Because we're going to rap on Biggie, no pun intended. We're going to rap on Biggie and roll into and Black, and then that's the show. So Biggie yeah. came out with his
1: uh,
2: a famous gimmick that showed what Biggie was. Aggressive, motherfucking uh, power lifter, nigga. Got
3: Wale on and, the track.
2: Nigga, and he comes out with his New Day gear. You didn't dig it.
3: Yeah, man. Um, Biggie needs to find some synchronicity in his presentation. <laughs> or WWE needs to find some synchronicity in his presentation. And this is what I mean by that. I don't mind him wearing the New Day gear if he didn't change his music and he didn't change his entrance. But having that gear and then him being like just all you know, it, it just didn't mesh. He has a new vibe with the music. He coming out with that you know the the um, chalk on his hands clapping and everything he's all aggressive and shit i'm like yeah that's my dude like you know i remember when he was like three eight and up i need five that's the type of biggie i want to see but when you're wearing that same new day gear and you're on smackdown without your new day brethren and you're gonna be on a singles run get new gear please get new gear get new presentation because you know what when you come back around with New Day and you bring back that gear, it's gonna mean something. And you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I remember you with the New Day. Right now, I need to see Biggie change and find his own way.
2: Can what do we have to say that when literally Roman wore the vest, the sheet, the thing, and came out with the music that he still has the music from the shit like
3: Biggie, Big e and Roman. He can't put. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Biggie needs to get a change for him to elevate. I'm telling you, if he sticks with the New Day stuff. He's gonna be simmering for a long time. I, I don't think that's. I, I don't think that's what I want to see with Biggie. I okay, Booker T. Find himself. Book, Booker
2: C T. Booker C T. And here.
3: I'm not saying he has to be aggressive right now. He can still joke around and shit. Booker T was awesome next year. But I think that as far as his presentation, they're on their way with it. They just need to put it all together because it, it was a little bit drawing to see him come out with the robe and the, and, the, and the colorful, and then you see the background lights and it's like Biggie and Big Red, and you have them with this, with this aggressive music from Wale, and it's still in this you know fruity colors. I think that is cool and all, but you need to find who Big E is outside of New Day for, for us to take you that way. It was it worked for Kobe Kingston because it was like a spur of the moment thing that just happened. It was like a lightning in a bottle with Kobe Kingston. Big E, if you want to take it to the next level, get some new gear, change your presentation, and make us believe that you're that dude that we think you are.
2: Man, with that being said, who was our book in black this week?
3: It was Will Hobbs, um, Keith Lee, and we're going to talk a little bit about, speaking of, you said the the, the um, impact, we got to gotta talk about our boy, Desmond Xavier and the Rascals, debuting at the PC this week, uh past week. They're they're so we have to talk about all three of these men. Uh, will have we already really touched on a little bit? For sure. Uh, you know, so we don't need to go too deep on him, but uh, we'll have the, we, we you know we, will, we like him as a heel, and we want to see what he does with Team Taz and moving forward. Um, we already touched on that, <clears throat> but we'll talk more about Will Hub next week or two weeks from now, and we'll get more and see what they do with him after these next two weeks. Uh, Keith Lee, yeah, real quick. Mm-hmm. We just watched the 20, the, the twenty one Chronicle. I'm not sure which. which I get them mixed up. There's documentary on Keith Lee on, on WWE Network. WWE 24, yeah. 24-7 was one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. It was very heartwarming. It motivated me to just keep going with what we're doing, you know, outside of, you know, we wrestling. And Keith Lee is just such a humble man. Um, speaking of being humble, that causes Keith Lee, where he's at right now, to be in a place where he's kind of – you know, finding his way. And he's kind of losing these matches by DQ. He's uh, losing these matches by not getting a pin in that triple threat match. If he gets to a place where he's like, I'm frustrated. And he's like, I'm just going to you know, wreck shot. Um, I wouldn't mind Keith Lee simmering simmering for a little while and turning heel to then take that next level gear to the next level, you know, where he's using the basket in my glory, like you said, a year ago. You're like, hey, man, that's a heel gimmick. And I'm like, you know what? No, I wanted to see him as a babyface, and and we did get to see that in NXT. But now that he's on the main roster, I believe that exactly what you said last year should happen on the main roster, where he's just frustrated over time and from just not getting these victories the way that they're supposed to you get kind of cheated out of them, and he just starts breaking people's backs and shit. I, 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 I,
2: you brought that towards my attention, and I was a little... I was like, "Hi, you do agree with me. And a year later, I do kind of see, I, I want to do the same thing that you did to me at that point in time. And I want to say, let's give it some time for the simple fact that I do know he just got here. And watching that 24, I also see that Vince has an investment in him. So with that being said, if Vince can't get that baby face out of him, then yes, because then what that would mean is as we saw him in the ring with Randy Orton, and he was like, greetings and salutations, I would like for you to take a moment to bask in my glory. Wasn't shit baby face about that? And it was perfect if he came out to be a heel. So with that being said, I would like for if that happens, Keith Lee, flounders, flounder, flounders, whatever, and then he takes a couple... Days off or weeks off of TV reappear and then come back with that gimmick of basking my glory as a hero. I would like that.
3: All uh, right. I also mentioned to you off off camera that I believe that he will win the 100 or more or better royal and you you hated that because you think that's a jobber. That's match. a
2: jobber match. I don't even want to discuss that. It's all you know how we talk <laughs> about manifestation and you put stuff in the atmosphere. I'm not even repeating that, man. <laughs> all
3: right. All right. All right. So where would Keith Lee be in WrestleMania? You know, like, you put him in a triple threat match or you put him in a tag team? Keith Lee... At I don't r- see him being a United... I mean, unless it's a United States Championship match...
2: Yes. That- Keith Lee will be a United... He will be an undercard. At that point in time, I'm not sure Bobby has the championship. I'm not sure at that point in time who has the championship.
3: Well, they're keeping him away from Bobby, so maybe that's what they're planning. I don't
2: know. Uh, and with that being said, Bobby and Keith Lee, two fuck... Like, listen... Keith Lee's a super athlete, and Bobby Lashley is a super athlete. Um, for them to be super athletes together would make sense. I mean, it's a lot of black on black crime there, but hey, to <laughs> two, to see two black people pinnacle penta against each other with the championship, I think that would be great. For I mean, hey, we booked one hell of a black WrestleMania anyway, so yeah, why not put Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley on
3: there? It's been a great year for black wrestlers. Honestly, if you look back on it, and I, I know it's. It's been a rough time for us, but uh, in wrestling, they've been getting opportunities. Even real quick, I want to shout out Cedric Alexander, man. He's really coming to his own, man. He's really coming to his own with the Hurt Business. We we didn't even skipped over that New Day Hurt Business on our Raw, but they should have won. You're right, the New Day, the Hurt Business. should won, won, team
2: won type of title. They should have won a tag team titles after Survivor Series, and that hurt them. I think that hurt the Hurt Business. But, but what, that
3: is now pivoting to, you know, Cedric having this, like, frustration and getting that victory over uh, Xavier and just be like, yeah! He just, like, fired up and he walked out and, like, left MVP and uh, Shelton. I see that I would love to have him on a podcast, Cedric Alexander, just to talk about... Because we, we were here with him a year ago on New Year's Eve. We, we talked to him and he was like, man, I just need the time. I just need to get out there and have the time to showcase it. And I'm seeing it now and it feels like
2: he's found himself and I love it and and it's all because of the story being told what is Hurt Business about? it's about winning cashing checks and gold what hasn't they done? they haven't you don't get a winner's purse if you don't win right? Mm-hmm. they don't so that means you ain't cashing big checks and that's what you got the suits for nigga they cost money to get tailor made suits nigga <laughs> I need to win to get these to, to to balance off this expense, nigga. So uh-huh. I can understand the frustration of nah, nigga. We ain't celebrating this win, nigga. Not until I'm a fucking champion, because that's what I came to be. And I yeah. like I like that story. I like that. Yeah, I like that story. I like that, right
3: that too. So I mean, that was an impromptu looking Blackford said so you put the tag tiles on him and, and uh, Shelton over there. Uh, Shelton, by the way, you gotta get better on the mic, man. You keep every week. Twenty years. Well.
2: Twenty years. is The
1: worst. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty.
2: <years.
3: laughs> Every, uh, every, every 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 week you have something that I'm like ah man you almost almost, um, but yeah getting to our bro Desmond and Xavier, uh, Zachary Wentz, and um, uh, Trey Miguel are Trey, now Trey, at- Trey hasn't signed yet. Oh
2: Trey hasn't signed. Trey, yet. Oh okay. Trey hasn't Trey hasn't signed yet. So with <laughs> okay, that with okay. that with that being said, it's just Des um, and and Zach. Um, so when we doing book and black. This is booking um uh black mixed with cream. Okay. You got a little <laughs> <laughs> This is still me. booking caramel. Booking swirl, my nigga. You feel me. Um, with,
3: with that,
2: they're gonna take the tag team the division by storm, like you was just about to say. Yes.
3: Yeah, and that's it. Like honestly, I'm excited to see the rascals in the WWE, man. It's gonna be exactly what we need. And I was saying to you. That if we can get them to go over undisputed era, they can kind of take that spot of that main group that we tune into to Wednesday nights to see. You know, and they're gonna need that that victory to then propel them to be like yes. that tag team.
2: Yes. Is what is what the prophets didn't necessarily get. Because that team at the time was War Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. War Raiders didn't drop the titles to them; they just dropped the titles. And mm-hmm. I think that that kind of stifled the the street pops a little bit to have that reign at NXT that they needed. Kind of like with Bianca, Bianca never topped out at NXT because she never got that reign. I think the Rascals elevating from the topless team in the company in that in that on that on that roster will will mean a hell of a lot to them. Uh, so congratulations <laughs> wow. to them, man.
3: Is gonna slap with them with them and now this beat era is gonna slap. Not to mention they just brought back Grizzled veterans and uh, I like that tag team. They're at NXT, they can link up with, with with them. Uh you still got Imperium, you still got uh Oni Larkin and Danny Burst, obviously. But they obviously need some flavor in that tag division right now. And the rascals are bringing that flavor. So everybody, I'm telling you, next over the next years is gonna be doing little rascal thing when they go out to nxt and it's gonna be all over the place so the um, so shout out to them and I'm, I'm looking for and congratulations you know for your um debut at the pc and i just can't wait to see them debut on nxt man they, they should have been in the crowd oh yeah they were they were, they were? yes I, miss, I missed that spot I'm, no I'm they, they didn't do the they didn't they didn't
2: do the the thing but they were there okay uh, they were they were there they, they were there okay Man, we got an hour to fucking Raw, nigga. It's already 7.
3: Yeah, I think we got everything. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about?
2: No, man. Um, I was watching uh, the Washington racial slurs versus the Steelers, uh, which is a shitty game, so I'm just, just, just hurting myself with that. But no, man, I'm, I'm good, man. Uh, I talked wrestling for two hours, so I can watch wrestling for three. So I'm just rolling right into it.
3: Yeah, um, well, yeah, and we'll see what happens with uh, Raw tonight. Um, there's nothing else that I think that we have. I got a little note, so I think that we have, um, I know that Tama Tonga keeps calling out Triple H. I was just going to drop that in there. I don't know why. Uh, Kenta is calling out Jon So in, in New Japan. We'll see what they do over there. I just want to show them some love real quick before we drop out. Um, other than that, it's been real. It's been uh two weeks from now, you'll hear us again on the twentieth. And uh thank y'all for listening.
2: Thank you guys for listening, man. It is reasonable wrestling. Make sure y'all go smoke some beard,
3: er, fire item gaze.
2: <laughs> Peace out, nigga.
3: Peace
0: donatos just didn't add bacon to their pizzas they added bacon to their bacon canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon or canadian bacon and chipotle seasoned bacon get two dollars off a large bacon duo or any large pizza use promo code 2 donatos every piece is
1: important whatever temperatures this winter brings your friendly and knowledgeable bryant dealer is ready to help